Welcome to a podcast with Aaron Schultz. Men's mental health matters. Live life with an outback mind. Thank you so much for joining in episode 218 today. Now, I have a really uh, interesting guest on, singer-songwriter Rich Webb. Uh, now, Rich is pretty well known in the in the music circles uh, but I honestly I reckon this guy's uh, music is amazing if you want to check out uh, Rich Web on Spotify or any of the major platforms I think it's Rich Rich Web music um, he it sounds like like sort of Elvis Costello um, you know if anyone remembers him and uh, just really beautiful um, tones and uh, and ballads and my music knowledge is pretty limited but uh, Definitely resonates with me, so we're going to have a good chat with uh, Rich today about his journey as a as a young man, as an individual, some of the speed bumps that he's sort of sort of faced along the way, and um, you know everything in, in between where he's uh, where he's ended up now as a man and a, and a musician is and his path moving forward. So I'm really sure you're going to enjoy this chat. Uh, love being able to bring uh, people like Rich on to have conversations about their life and their journey, and uh, you know people that have got. Uh, artistic background are usually uh, you know, quite um, uh, open and honest about uh, their experiences, so I'm sure we're going to have a, a good chat today. If you'd like to uh, check out the Outback Mind Foundation website, please do. If you'd like to help us out with a donation, it would be really grateful. It's uh, outbackmind.org.au. And if you'd like to send some feedback, please email me to support at outbackmind.org.au. G'day, Rich. Hey, how are you doing, Aaron? How's Very things? Well. Good, mate. Is that an English accent that I can pick? It is one, yeah. 20 odd years I've been here and I still can't drop it. Yes, this, I've, I've tried. What about the cricket? Who do you follow there? Oh, hey, look, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say pretty much if in any other sport apart from cricket, I'll go for the Aussies over England every time. But yeah. on the cricket, I don't know what it is. I, I just still have to go for the Poms. Oh. And, uh, it's just like, it's probably because my grandpas and stuff are such cricket fans and stuff coming from Yorkshire. How they kind of, uh, they, they, they're really, they're really into the cricket and uh, Fred Truman, those kind of people that kind of like, I think I still struggle to make, uh, make the switch. Yeah. Interesting, isn't it? How, how old are you, Rich? Me, I'm 61. 61, so you're 10 years older than me. So you remember like Bob Willis and Ian Botham and all them? <laughs> Yeah, in fact, uh, I'm from a. Um, I was born in Glasgow, but I was brought up in a place called Scunthorpe, which is a sort of Yorkshire. Well, it's a Lincolnshire steel town. It's on the border of Yorkshire and Lincolnshire. Mm. Uh, it's a, a steel town, and uh, actually, um, Ian Botham was um, he, he, in, in the out season during the winter season. He used to come up to Scunthorpe and play for the football team. Really? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he used to put him up centre forward. He wasn't that great, actually, to be honest, but he used to put 5,000 on the crowd. They loved him for that. No doubt. And but he put a few points away, too, I'd imagine. Yeah, he did. And he, he sort of dragged a few people along. So we sort of got um, a few of the West Indies batsmen came along for a match once and stuff like that. It was, it was real entertaining. I was about five years old. No, no, about eight, ten, eight to ten or something. I went to see him. Mm. And it was, uh, you know, it was really entertaining. So what brought you to Australia? 
Uh, I was um, I was uh, I was in London. I was uh, playing music and stuff in London, and I, and I was I got married to an Australian lass. Wow, that's and, a um, free ticket. And, and, and she, we, we were just sort of sat there. At the time, we were pretty poor, and kind of sat there. I was sat there and uh, reading um, a newspaper or something. And there was an ad that said, "Hey, we wanted someone. To, we want someone to come to Australia to work." We thought, "Well, this would be a great thing to to uh, to, to apply for, and it'll pay for a holiday, and you know, I'll, I'll do the work, and then we'll have a year off, go around Australia, and then back, and then kind of the year the, the 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 year off never happened, and um, here I am. The relationship didn't last much longer than a year after I got here, anyway. But oh, I mean. I've, I've, and as time's gone by, I've found I really love it, and can I, I'm not sure I'm going to go back. Oh, you're living in Fitzroy, mate, so you're in a good place. Yeah, it's not too sharp, is it? <laughs> Amazing, mate. So really interesting, uh, you know, to sort of hear about your journey. You, you've you, you've been in, into music sort of most of your life since you were a young fella. Yeah, pretty much all the time. Since um, my mum was a singer. And uh, the, probably the first thing, I, the first show I did was actually backing mum in church. Mum was singing a few songs. I was probably about twelve or something, and I played a bit of guitar behind her, and it was, it was really cool. Um, well, absolutely, there's nothing better than. And the more I think about it, the more I appreciate it. Playing with your mum, and um, kind of, she she was a super singer, and I got the chance to play two or three times with her, mm. and it was kind of a way to get started, and a way that when I started playing and did a few songs and stuff like that, I felt like actually this is something I could really get into, mm. and it kind of it sort of really helped, sort of sort of make me decide. That's what I want to do. So, so you pretty much made a career out of music. Like, did you have to work when you were a young fellow to sort of get by? Did you be able to sort of get, uh, you know, finances be able to come through 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 your your, your passion and your, I suppose your your purpose to be able to sort of pursue music more and more. Yeah, that's that's a yeah. Well, at time, I tell you what, I would suggest that in that time since then, I've I've had less time living off music than I have working doing other jobs. Mm. So I mean, uh, um, pro- there's been periods, there's periods of five years or something here and there where I've actually lived off music and things. Like, when things have been going well, mm. um, I've, I've been able to do that. But it, I've also found too is if if it's just a borderline decision, right? If it's if you if you're just struggling to get by by music, it actually starts to impact on the whole creative side of it and also the the enjoyment you get out of it if you sort of focusing on the money all the time so i kind of yes. in some ways i think unless unless you're gonna have you know things really blast off into space uh, I'm, i kind of like the balance where it's i'm just not relying off it for cash yes necessarily these days as much as you know when i was a younger pop in the 20s and 30s and stuff i, I was pretty much living off it yes. and um and it's um you know it's a bit hand to mouth can be music and it's all like like all the creative creative arts i suggest not this, this is the only one I know anything about, but the, um, you know, kind of, uh, you never know where the next dollar's coming from, which is fab and stuff when, you know, when you're in your 20s and stuff like that. But um, when you've got a family and things like that, look after it kind of gets a little harder. Mm, so um, it's kind of nice to sort of, I kind of separate church and state kind of thing. Yes. Mate, it's interesting. Um, obviously, yeah, you touched on something really important there because when you're doing something and your mind's elsewhere, like, yeah, you're doing it because you've got to earn money, but you're actually not being able to really do it from your heart. Um, uh, can be can be really challenging, and I think that that's sort of the struggle that a lot of musos have, but also sports people and others. It just becomes, wouldn't say a chore after a while, but you know you're actually doing it for an outcome rather than just through enjoyment. I think. Totally, yeah. I mean, you, and if you know, part of um, 
part of I think a part of even, even from a performance perspective is is you kind of need to get lost in what you're doing a little bit to, to be able to deliver the message you're trying to get out and and to to, to deliver the deliver what you want to do from the music you, you're playing right yeah. and if if you if 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 you can if if your mind's three quarters of your mind still churning over how you're going to make enough money to petrol to get to the next show or something like that or whatever you're doing or how you're going to make the rent in two days time then it's a lot harder to do that um mm. without kind of um you know yeah without blasting 16 loads of 16 <laughs> big pints of beer or something <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is what musicians do which is you know the other the other downside of we're not the outside, the upside of music. I shouldn't say downside because that, that's a negative. But I mean, the upside of music is is, is the, the one thing you do get for free from music is generally lots of lots of alcohol, mm. um, which is kind of um, is again great when you're in your twenties, thirties, but becomes less so as you get a little bit older, right? You know, yeah. because you don't particularly want it, and nor can you deal with it, and it's, it's no longer that kind of attractive as it was. Yeah, mate. Did you have like some some battles yourself, like mentally, and also with drugs and alcohol coming through? Well, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I would suggest. I think, yeah, I, I think anyone who follows this kind of a route has got periods where things get a bit out of line, and because um, it, it's the, it's you know when things, it, it's it, it from the outside, I think it probably looks quite glamorous to the, what you do, but kind of a lot of, a lot of your day is actually spent travelling usually, and um, and then the focus on the show, and there's such an important thing about the show. And, and and you get sort of wound up and stuff, and then you finish at eleven o'clock at night, absolutely firing on all cylinders, feeling you know just bouncing off the walls, right? Mm. And and the, the the easiest thing is to to have a few drinks and stuff from there to uh, to sort of try to wind down a little bit and kind of like um, it, it's it, 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 it starts to become a bit regular, and then you kind of start to rely on it as the way that you kind of on mind is to have a few drinks and then a few more. And kind of then, um, which again, as as I said probably before, is, 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 is you can do that when you're 20 and your 30s, but when you get your you're a bit older, kind of that kind of stuff starts to take its toll. And I think um, I've found that I've had periods where I've, I've, I'm, I'm not so sure I've been the boss. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure, but I'm sure anyone who's been in the same profession as as I've been in would say the same thing. I don't think I'm unusual and. And um, I, I spend a lot of time. Well, I, I, I'm, I really concentrate now to make sure I don't get in that position um, going forward because a, my body can't take it for a start. Um, but um, I don't think mentally I, I can cope with it like I could back then either. Yeah, mate, it's tricky. Is it? Your body does definitely change as you uh, as you mature through it all. And uh, we're pretty bulletproof when we're young, but uh, as we uh, as we get older, it really kicks us up the ass if we don't treat it right. And it's interesting, you know, like. When you're when you're performing and you're you're amped up and that you you really working against the biology, aren't you? Like you're sort of you know you're up late most nights and you're sort of sleeping in and you you're probably yeah. going around that sort of hamster wheel. But um, you know eventually um, you know it catches up on you. Did you find that um, that you uh, you had periods where you sort of may have been depressed and, and not really were aware of it? So uh, yeah, I would suggest there's quite long periods, but um, the and and also I think it, it impacts what you do as an art too. I find sometimes if you get in those kind of situations, like you know, as you're talking about what the hamster in the wheel kind of thing, you, it's actually not. It's a very uncreative way of living, yeah. And kind of yeah, there's no space in your brain, right, for for, for 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 thinking about other things and new things, and you kind of get a bit caught up with just sort of making the day work. Yeah. And success is just to, get, to finish the day and start the next one, rather than thinking about you know what kind of 
what value can I add and you know what, what messages do I want to get across and what, you know how do I develop what I'm doing it kind of it's almost like a survival thing yes um, and I think there's there's um I think it's a, it, it's a, I'm creative so that so as from a creative person's perspective it's not a great thing to be an artist you, you feel a little trapped I think with the whole thing it kind of can get kind of really frustrating and you sort of get edgy and um, and um, you start to feel feel you know just like kind of like you're losing control i think is uh probably you know the, the, there's nothing you can do to stop it because you know you've got to play these next 10 shows and there's no way you can get through this without just basically keeping your head down and yeah. doing what you've been doing for the last two months yeah interesting mate and then like you know 61 like you know firstly congratulations to be still doing what you love <laughs> thank you <laughs> it's, uh, you're only six years of a pension too by the way unless they kick you out but um Hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you won't need it. But um, it's interesting, mate. So, yeah. You know, as we sort of mature, and I'm, I, as I'm, as I said, I'm sort of ten years younger than you, but like we, we start to live more from our heart space, I think. And you know, a lot of the, the struggles in life are sort of taken care of. You know, hopefully, and um, you can start to do it more. You know, uh, I suppose purposefully. And um, I, as I mentioned, I've listened to your music, and it just sounds like you're really on, and you're really engaged, and you're really enjoying what you're doing. Yeah, totally, and that's it. And I think there is that. There's, there's, um, and I, uh, it's a bit like these doctors' quotes. You know, those quotes you see on the wall. I saw one by David Bowie the other day, and I thought it was quite a good one. You know, um, that 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 aging's the extra an extraordinary process where you turn into the person you should always have been. Yeah. And I think, then I think there's something in that. I kind of like you. I look, kind of, you look back at how you were, and you, you think some of the things you just. What was wrong with me? I was nuts. Um, but uh, you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong. There's nothing wrong with being full of spunk and young and wild and, and and just living living on the edge and pushing things too far. Right? There's nothing wrong with that. You got to do that to a point. Yeah. Um, but I also think some some of the decisions I made, you kind of like you look back at Jesus, what what was I thinking? Anyway. Yeah. But um, um, now, kind of like you know, it, it's it's it's. I think also too, where I'm I'm less reliant on the. I'm, I'm trying to make money from music. It kind of it does free you up to actually just love it for what it was that for the reason you got involved in music for the first place, yes. which is because I just like music and I like being a part of that and I like contributing to to general good and I like the way music makes me feel. Um, and when someone's written a beautiful song, I can listen to it ten times in a row and I and I'll come out smiling and I'll just want to bounce off the wall a happy or a sad song or whatever. It just it just it really impacts how I feel, and, and I'm just trying to create music that, that, that hopefully does something like that for other people. Yeah. Do you think, like, when, when was the best periods in your life with regards to your creativity? Do you reckon that's still happening, or have you sort of hit, like, peaks in your life where you've been able to produce some really good stuff? Yeah, I'll probably, there was, when I was a little younger, I, I did, I had a couple of bands that went quite well. One band went really well. Um, a surf rock band called Stiff Kittens, and we ended up sort of touring through the States, and the, the Europe and stuff, and there was a little while there with that band, probably six month period of that band where we kind of like we we found something we were all all three of us in the band were trying to do, and we kind of it felt like we're you were riding a rocket and kind of there's something in that I thought was really brilliant. But right now I feel I'm as crazy as as I've ever been, and um, I feel like I've as much to say as I've always had. And I think if I if I didn't have something to say, I'd stop. But um, I'll, I'll just write the songs myself, just for my own pleasure. But if if, if I think you've got something to say and, and you, you you think you're doing something of value, and I'm getting as much out of music as I ever as I ever have, so I think from that perspective, uh, it's kind of it's 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 not a it's I'm I'm not doing it for a job on any level. I'm doing it because I just love it, and um, 
and 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 while I continue to feel like that, I don't think there's any reason I'm gonna. There's no there's gonna be no reason that I'm gonna think of to to stop. I've got no thought to stopping. I'm you know I'm thinking about new music now, and you know I, I think it's it's it's. I think you'd be as creative any time of your life. I think you do, as I said before, though, I think you do need the headspace, right? Yeah. You kind of, if 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 you if you if you ninety percent of your day is fighting to try and get enough cash to live, then um, then that doesn't leave a lot of room for you to 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 to, to, to open your mind a little more and um, mm. and think about other things. Yeah, agree, mate. Well said. It's interesting. Um, uh, I'll just touch on, on like your, your sort of past with a lot of the bands and so forth you've been in. Are you still in contact with some of those people that you sort of had those uh, those formations with or has it sort of all gone by the wayside now with regards to friendships and that sort of stuff? No, still still in contact. I mean, um, we don't live in... I mean, the, when you're in a band, right, you do kind of live in everybody's pocket, and yeah, which is an interesting thing too, and and it, it's a, can it be an interesting thing to learn to be able to do as well. So because you can often get three or four di- really diverse people in a in a van, basically yeah. for um, for, um, for for six eight weeks, yes. and you live together to get and you live every single minute of the day. You're almost together, and um, kind of I think you learn a lot about about appreciating other people and also giving other people space in, even when you're together you know you don't have to argue every single point and that kind of thing so there's a fair that you learn a lot over that but i would suggest uh, pretty much every all the major bands i've been in i'm still friends we're still friends with um with each other and kind of we uh, i've got a i've been in bands with people out of the uk as well while i've been here and uh, we'll swap Christmas cards or messages and say hello around Christmas time and that kind of thing and just catch up in generally. And if I've got some new music out, they'll come in and congratulate me and that kind of thing. So it's kind of like, I think there's, I think they're almost, in, in some ways, if, if, if you can manage to keep the whole thing together, they're almost, you build friendships that last for life. Oh, for sure, mate. Absolutely. And good on you for, for maintaining that and sort of being uh, engaged still, you know. Uh, I think you're in a band now, is that right? Yeah, so I've I've um I've got a the, the people actually run the the new record they're um so I've got a we've got a, a, this four piece and it's it's a chap called um uh, Matt Dixon on lead guitar and he plays absolutely wonderful pedal steel mm. um he, he's brilliant uh, he's got a new album out himself of instrumentals called On Olympics which you definitely should have a listen to on Spotify mm. it, it's absolutely fabulous um um Jim Carden's on drums and. Backing vocals and Alex Gate Eastley is on bass and backing vocals too. And it, it, this, we've been playing together for most of this year, and we've created. Um, I think we've, we've got the, the nucleus of an absolutely fabulous band, and we're, um, it, that, that's what, that's what we're taking forward into 2023 and looking forward to as many shows as possible, and um, and also creating new music together. Yeah, have you? Have you been around like sort of major artists before, like uh, like well-known artists, and sort of complimented them or sort of worked with them? Um, what worked with them or supported them on that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah supported plenty of plenty of um, major artists. I did a tour. I used to be in a band called Stiff Kittens, right, mm-hmm. which is a surf rock band out of Melbourne, mm-hmm. and we ended up getting we ended up doing really well in London. We had a single of the week at Melody Maker and various things. So we went over to the UK. And we had a manager in the UK who was. Also, the manager of um, Christa Berg and Supertramp, and mm. we got on a tour with a band called Stiff Little Fingers, which is a massive punk band, and we did a huge mm-hmm. tour through the 
through the UK, um, ended up with in Barrowlands in Glasgow on St. Patrick's Day and that kind of stuff. And, um, and in previous bands I was in, we supported the only ones, um, various other players. I've, I've, I've met met other major artists for sure, yeah. Mm. Mate, Is that where you're heading with it? Sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely, for sure. You know, that's, it's always interesting to see, like, you know, anyone, anyone say, famous like David Bowie or, or uh, Boy George or someone like that from, from England that you might have sort of got around. But... Um, but as I mentioned, I reckon your music is very similar to what I, I remember of Elvis Costello and um, and sort of inspired along those sort of lines. Is that is that right? Or is it something yeah, that you sort totally. of like tried to, uh, to to get close to, or is it your music sort of evolved over the years? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm still I'm old enough to remember Elvis Costello from the attractions days and stuff right when he first started. Mm. We pump it up and all that kind of thing, watching the detectives and <laughs> yeah. I want to go to Chelsea. I, I love his stuff, and I also think he. I think what he did, um, which I think sometimes musicians always don't do, and not uh, I can't criticise anyone really, but I, um, what I, what he did was I think I thought it was Costello managed to grow with what he did, so he sort of is is he got older, he didn't try and keep the sound that he had when he was young, he kind of moved into sort of different areas, and I uh, I think I kind of respect him from that, and yeah, no, so he, he would be he would definitely thank you. No, I, I'd be I'm honoured. You think he's we're even. Uh, the stuff I'm doing is even close to what he's done. I, I very much admire him. Well, mate, I reckon I reckon you got something pretty special brewing. Like there's there's something coming. If you're loving what you're doing now, who knows what'll happen next year? And you might be able to create something which just goes bang. And I've listened to Blue Wildflowers, and I, I really like that. And um, um, you know that album. I think it's called Right. I, I've gone through a few songs, yeah. and mate, it just it just mate, it's just easy to listen to. So I, I really congratulate you for that, and the, and the guys that have helped you. But um, um, can you tell us a bit about it and what it was like to sort of make an album like that one? Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, thanks, thanks for all of that as well. Yeah, I really appreciate. It. And, and the the um the, the, the it, was, it was a set of songs from early last year, and uh, they recorded in a studio in Melbourne with. Uh, Pretty much, uh, well, actually, Alex wasn't on the record, but she will be on the next one. And kind of, we, it was it was a set of songs I had, and I kind of wanted to do something with it. And it, Blue White Flowers is a track about it is about some of the things we were talking about. That thing about kind of when you look look back at some of the things you did, you wanna uh, you kind of made the decisions you did, and, and would you make them now? No, you wouldn't. And um, and that doesn't mean anything you necessarily did in the past was all wrong. It kind of like it just. It, it, it's more just it's kind of sort of an apology song saying you know kind of like you know um and i realized i probably didn't do the best thing i could have done um in in certain relationships and things like that or acted the best way i could have done and um and also just it's a, it's a song i wrote as an apology song but also just some for something for myself to remind myself to that kind of that um that you know you don't always have to keep jumping off the cliff finding the the the, the 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 jumping jumping for the next brightest light all the time trying to chase something what you have is, is valuable and and what you have is it, i should appreciate what i have now more and think about the things i've got that are good rather than always sort of trying to searching for something else yeah. and that was the kind of that was a that was a bit behind that song but um the rest of it stuff was put together as there, there was i just had these the songs just dropped out in a row um, and I was lucky enough to work with a guy called Rowan's Fortuna in um, a, a, a studio called Headgap in Preston in Melbourne, and he, he used to be the uh, drummer with a band called Oh Mercy. Mm. Uh, so he produced it, and we got it with two sessions. He we we, we got in and um, and shape shape 
we both worked together and we've gone on really well and worked together and, and, and shaped something we both liked. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I think also too, is you, I think the secret with music, well, I think anyway, music after all these years is, is not to try and do something for other people. You, if you don't like, you've got to just look after yourself and hopefully then everyone can find something else from it. Yeah, like everything in life, mate, I reckon. Like, you know, you got you got to do what you really love doing and... That's a lesson that I I, 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 I took a long time to, to, to learn, but um, primarily yeah. I try and help young people as much as I possibly can understand that. Like, don't take a path that you're just going to be a slave. Like, do something where you really love, what you really love, and, and I think everything will take care of itself. And, you know, that's what I sort of got to with, uh, with saying about your, your, your future and, your, you know, your music and so forth coming up because it sounds like you're in a really good space, and from that... The world's going to benefit, you know. I think um, yeah. if you're able to, uh, to to just hone in on something, and um, it, it mightn't come to you, uh, you know, early next year, it mightn't come to you mid next year, but eventually something will come to you, which is fantastic. And I just think that's that's the way we're meant to, to live, aren't we? You know, in this nice um, nice state of creativity in many ways. And I think if we can do more of that, then our mental health improves. Would you agree? Yeah, totally. Aaron, I think those are fine words. Yeah, absolutely, I agree with all of that. And I think, the, and I think when you're younger, it's, I think the other thing too, whether you're young, you're, there's this whole thing about you, everyone's really competitive. Yeah. And I think uh, looking back, and even I mean, music's just not something that you can come be competitive about. There isn't a there isn't a winner, there isn't a loser, and kind of. But I think when you're young, there's this kind of this competition to sort of outbeat your mates and band or something, or to do better at something else, or you know. I don't know. I, I, you still see it in, in the way people talk about music. It's like sales. Is it the, mm-hmm. the, the, the quality of a song? Is it based on how many so, how many streams it got? Yeah. Which you know, it's completely irrelevant reason for mm-hmm. for for any judgment of, of value. Really, um, it's more a judgment. It's more a, a, a it's more a recognition of how much money was spent on the advertising through it, or you know, kind of how much promotion was given to to the track as much as anything. Because um, I mean, the fact is, any you could. A million people could have listened to the song and not liked it, um, and so so it's the whole the whole competition about music is a bizarre thing. And uh, it took uh, when I was young, I think I was I, I didn't realise that, and I think I was quite competitive about the whole thing. And then as I've got a little bit older, I've realised it's just nothing to do. Music's just about yourself and the person who's listening to it, yes. and um, and the person who's listening to it has to get something out of it, or, or if, if it gets something out of it, then you've done well. I think that's success. Success is that purely that. It's not kind of like I, I got ten million streams on it last week on the yeah. on the uh, on the on the Spotify playlist. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I think I think too. And, the, and I think the other thing too is it, 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 all. I think what you're talking about too, Aaron, is 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 all about kind of trying to open your mind a little bit more as well, right? And kind of. Uh, it's kind of the more if, if you get into a creative mindset, your mind opens up as well. And I think it kind of it helps. It, it helps you see pe- other people's perspective a little bit more, um, and um, appreciate other people. Yeah, mate, that that that's that's a key lesson, isn't it? You know, because I believe that that that's our, our path as humans. It's why we're meant to be. We've been diverted and sidetracked. Pretty much because yeah. of because of the education system that you would have you would have copped, but also we copped here. That competition and comparison was a strong part of it, and that that, yeah. that took us away from our alignment, which is really to be compassionate and um, considerate and uh, you know gentle and kind and all these sorts of things. You know, so we actually be, become more in our heads rather than more in our hearts. And if we can start to learn to get connected to our hearts again, then we actually work better above the shoulders. 
Yeah, totally, mate. Absolutely with you on all of that. I mm. totally agree. Mm. I totally agree. Yeah, unfortunately, we uh, we can't have a word to um, Queen Elizabeth about that, but uh, certainly a lot, <laughs> <laughs> a, lot, a lot of those rules probably uh, made us uh, made us be that way. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, yeah, it's a bit late for that, isn't it, really? Unless we, yeah, but, um, yeah, I'm not so sure about Charles, right? So I kind of... But, mate, what we can do is make changes within ourselves, you know, and we can do yeah. things uh, within ourselves that aren't sort of, you know, putting us in this uh, fear, shame and guilt comparison competition mode, and I reckon the more we can move away from that, the better we're going to be, and I think everyone else, everyone else around us um, will be as well, because I'll benefit from, from us being able to live a little bit more um connected and i just think that's um that's really our path moving forward you know i just think the world's sort of had a uh, you know the last four or five generations have been pretty fucked up but i think uh things are starting to change now and if we uh stay true to what our heart tells us then all of a sudden i believe you know our own energy will change and i believe the energy of others that are around us will change as well yeah, I totally agree with all that too as well I mean, it's just it is it is it's about being open isn't it really it's kind of you just got to you got to think about other people and, and also respect. I think respect's part of that as well. It's not a comp- life's not a competition. Mm. It's it, it's not about um, you know I got the biggest house, so I've got three cars. You've only got two or something like that. Does that it's completely irrelevant to any any value of value you get out of life? Really, kind of for, for me anyway. I, I, don't, I don't see I don't see um, the monetary side of everything it get it gets less and less relevant. I think the older you get. Oh, for sure, mate. And and it's it's interesting. Yeah, that, that's the illusion we were, we were sold pretty much. Um, you know, to be successful, you have to do that. But my dad always used to say there's no point being the richest man in the cemetery. And um, I know a lot of people that I, I sort of uh, I've encountered over the years were very lonely and isolated and miserable, but they had a lot of money. And um, I just don't think yeah. that, that, that there's a lesson in that in itself. You know, we're actually doing away, we're getting away from the truth of, of our human purpose. And I just think if we can shift that back to those important things that you that we spoke about, I think that's, uh, that will help us become able to, uh, you know, to live our lives a bit more purposefully and functionally moving forward. Totally, mate. I mean, in fact, I mean, from a money perspective and the kind of uh, the level I play music, you wouldn't, if you do it for that reason, you would be wasting your time anyway. So kind of, uh, uh, but I, I think you, it should be, but it's nothing about that anyway. But there's still that moment you get also too, like for, for instance, where we're doing the, um, we did the album launch at a fabulous hotel called the Union Hotel in Brunswick, um, not last Saturday, the Saturday before. And the place was packed and there was just, just the feeling of everybody the, the 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 sort of community and the the coming together you get from a live show can is something else mm. you can't place a value on that kind of stuff and uh, from from a musician's perspective but I also too I get that as, as when I go in, when I'm in an audience watching a band and and I'm a part of the music and you're part of the community is part of, I saw a band the previous week called, a touring band called Big Thief came through and they played the forum in Melbourne. It was kind of like it was, it's just a, I love the communal experience you get from live music and um, the interaction you get with the crowd as well. But I mean, it, 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 it's just, there's something so wonderful in that, that um, it's, 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 and, and life affirming, I think is, is the other thing that I think it just makes you feel alive. Mm. Brings you joy, mate. I, 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 yeah, totally. I, I, I'm not a music, I, I, I'm hopeless at um, any anything musical, but anyway, I know that if, if you're able to do something and you're actually really in this flow state, I just think everyone radiates and, and picks that up. Yeah, totally, mate. And and that's you off the tambourine for the Queensland tour, by the way. <laughs> 
Well, so are you coming up to Queensland, are you? Yeah, well, I'd love to. Well, well, <laughs> love well to. we need to organise it. I can, I can definitely get you some uh, some work uh, up around this way and, and maybe a bit further south, that's for sure. So we'll have a have a further chat Great. about that. Now, how can people get hold of you, mate? you, you got a website? Yeah, I have, actually. So rich, rich-web.com. Mm-hmm. And, and there's there's the links on that. So it's www.rich-web.com. And there's links to all the social stuff. There's Instagram and you know Facebooks and all this kind of thing like that. And and this, if you if you search for Rich Web on either Apple Music or Spotify or any of those streaming things, whichever one you're on, it, there'll be there'll be plenty of stuff on there. There's five albums worth of um, of, of of songs that I hope you like. Amazing, mate. Well, as I said, I've had a listen. I'm going to listen to some more, that's for sure. And uh, uh, excellent driving music. There's a tip, I reckon. People that are driving long distances, listen to those albums because it'll just keep you engaged while you're on the journey. Uh, I really enjoyed, um, you know, that rich. I'm going to listen to more, as I said. And I hope more people listening to this uh, actually connect with what you do, mate. So really appreciate it. And uh, as I mentioned, uh, I think the best is yet to come for you. So look out 2023. Get away, mate. Thanks, thanks, Aaron. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you, buddy.